Welcome to the Mosaic Marriage Podcast. And if you know anything about mosaics, you know they represent things that were once broken but were beautifully put back together. So you know it's got to be good. We bring real and honest dialogue from a husband and wife's perspective. From the good, the bad, and everything in between, we share how God can take brokenness and make a beautiful mosaic. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode on the the Mosaic Mosaic Marriage Marriage Podcast. Podcast. We're happy you joined us again. Thank you for coming back. Yes, be sure, be sure, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review, um, leave a comment, let us know what your thoughts are, follow us on Instagram, all the details will be in the description. Um, But let's get started on today's episode, which is all about intimacy. But first, we have a hot topic. It's not really a hot topic, but this question came up in one of these Facebook groups that I'm a part of. And shout out to Fab Wives. Um, A question came up and a wife said, asked, would you be okay with your husband being the male point of view slash advisor for a female coworker? Um, and so I want to say that question, but also would husbands be okay with their wives being the female point of view or advisor for a male coworker? Is that okay when you're married? I'm going to say a uh, short answer. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Why not, no. babe? That's my coworker. He's just asking me for some advice. Because sometimes even when things start off innocently, it could lead to other things you don't want to have that temptation uh, arise, right? So I mean, if if someone is opening up to you, and it kind of leads into, you know, it, it touches up upon intimacy in a sense. We'll, we'll get talking on that, but uh, when you start opening up to someone, you know, um, that's that can be a form of intimacy in itself. Uh, you start to open up to them. It could, that could start leading to some feelings. Um, you could start, you know, it, it can it can start to to fill in a void or something that you may be missing or in your own marriage. And you just don't want those lines to be crossed. So my answer, in short, is nah. It's just better to leave that alone. Don't even don't even go down that route. Yeah, don't even like let the enemy in a little bit because you take put a little toe in, he gonna push you full fledged on into something that you're gonna be like, how did I get here? So my answer is, heck no, he double hockey sticks. No, it's not okay um, because like Darian said, feelings will most likely get involved because you're gonna be giving this person advice that they're gonna be wanting to hear. They're like, you know what, you're right. Oh, she got her mind, like his mind. He thinks like, I want somebody to think. I wish my husband thought like that. I wish my wife thought like that. I wish my girlfriend, well, whoever this person is, they're going to be thinking, like, man, they they think just like I think, and they want what I want, and I want them now. So you don't want those problems. And even though to you it's, like, innocent, and I'm just giving advice, you know, I'm married, and they think, you know, I got, I know I got all the answers because I'm sway. But uh, no, eventually they may start looking at you like, yeah, you do have all the answers and they want they want them answers on a different level. So, uh, no, don't do it. Run from it. Run from it. Run from it. I think no good can come from it. 
I've always said you should not have friends of the opposite sex in marriage um, unless it's like a childhood friend or something like that. Because when you're ma- meeting new friends, it's automatically about attraction at first, for the most part, I think, or some form of attraction, whether it's you attracted to them on an emotional level, a mental level or a physical level. There's some form of like, man, I, I need this person in my life. And the friendship line gets crossed when it's you're an adult, you're married and you're making a new friend. What you what you need a new friend for? What they need your advice for? Send them to the therapist. That's 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 good advice right there. Send them to see a therapist. They asking you for your advice. So, you know, I'm not a counselor, but I got one I can refer you to. She take insurance and everything. Yeah, uh, there's even some, I know there's been like some celebrities or some famous people. I remember off top who it was, but I remember it was uh, someone who said, you know, like they never meet with a woman by themselves, you know, unless his wife, you know, unless his wife is with them or something like that. And It was never, a pastor, but I don't remember which pastor. Like they never, they never do any meetings or, or do anything with, uh, with the, with someone of the opposite sex. Uh as a form of accountability, as a form, you know, as a as a buffer, you know, just taking those precautions, not be accused of doing anything and not trying to send any mixed signals or get anything mixed up. And this is a pastor y'all, who is supposed to be here for the people. He says, no, my marriage is more than me meeting with this woman about whatever issue she has going on. So if she has an issue. She can say it to me and my wife because we pastor together over her. So, or me and my apostle, me and whoever his accountability partner, he doesn't go alone. So, and that's even, a rule. Even in the Bible, you know, it talks about in Second Timothy two twenty two. You know, just basically tells you to run from temptation. You know, don't don't even don't try to put yourself in that situation and think that you might be uh, that you can handle anything and everything. Because uh, we all have weak moments. We all have times where we stumble and fall and make mistakes. And you don't want to put yourself in that situation. Just don't do it. Don't do it. It's a no from me, dog. It's a no from me. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's a good segue into our main topic of intimacy. Intimacy. So. What are we talking about? Intimacy. (laughs) Intimacy. Intimacy. I know when most people hear intimacy, they think sex. That's like number one. Oh, we're intimate because we have sex. Like intimacy doesn't always equal sex. I think sex is a form of intimacy, but it is not. It's not intimacy. It's not what intimacy is. I agree with you. You know, when you Google what intimacy is, some of the words that come up for it are closeness, uh, coziness, familiarity. And I think those are, when you think about what those words mean, uh, you know, you can be close to someone, cozy, familiar with someone without that sex. And a lot of intimacy, I think, intimacy more so is non-sexual more than it is sexual. I agree. I agree. So to me, I when I think of intimacy, it means like I can trust you with my deepest thoughts and feelings and desires. I can trust you with my feelings. I feel close to you. So whenever we're struggling with intimacy, I always know, already know because I'm like, man, I don't like, we ain't really close right now. Like I don't, I'm not feeling close to you. I feel like I'm, we're not connecting. Um, intimacy is definitely a connection. It's a good word for a connection for sure. 
And it's something that you got to, it, it takes time to build intimacy. And you have to cultivate it over time. You have to keep cultivating it. You can't just say, oh, we, we had that intimacy when we was dating and now we married and you're not doing nothing to work to keep the intimacy. And that's something that is work and it changes over time as well. So I know uh, intimacy or how to build intimacy uh, is going to be dependent on what your love language may be, what or, you know, just what your spouse deems as intimate, because, you know, what, what I may think is intimate or a form of intimacy for me may not uh, necessarily be what Disa thinks uh, intimacy is or it may not the things that I'm doing may not be things to build the intimacy in her eyes so you mean you got to be on that same wavelength got to be on that same uh, you just got to know you got to know what your what your partner likes what your wife likes I think one thing that all couples can do to build intimacy is like really see how each other is doing not like how's your day what's up but like really ask those questions on a deep level. Like, man, how's your mind? What's going on? How are you feeling mentally? Um, whatever changes are happening in your life, whatever's happened, good or bad. Like, like how are you feeling? Because of da, 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 da. you know, you just got promoted. You just found out we're pregnant. You just, you know, maybe got laid off. You, you, you want to see emotionally how your person is feeling. And I think that goes into intimacy when they know that you're there for them, when they know you have their back, when they know you have their best interests at heart, when they know you care about their feelings and you just are there to listen. That, to me, I think builds intimacy across the board. I think that's a generic rule of thumb. And you just uh, just develop and, and know, develop that, uh, uh, just have a genuine um, interest. interest in what is going on with your spouse? Because, you know, some, sometimes we get all caught up. I know I do. Uh, I get caught up in what's going on at work. Got a different work schedule than Disa has. Um, get caught up doing housework, doing chores, taking care of the kids and running around. And sometimes I don't sit down and uh, just really dive deep into what it is that she's got going on. And sometimes I don't do a good job of um, showing that I'm interested in what it is that she has going on. And I know, I know that for sure affects our intimacy in those times. And I gotta, I gotta do better at that to really have a genuine interest in what she's got going on and to be there for her how she needs me to be. Yeah, it definitely takes work. It takes looking in the mirror and saying, man, what part am I playing into our non-closeness for lack of a better word I was thinking of a, of a different word but um for the separation that we're feeling right now what part am I playing and you have to look in the mirror because it's a two-way street maybe you are trying your best but you haven't communicated with your spouse what you need and you're just waiting for them to guess like what they're supposed to be doing to you know feel, for you to feel close to them again communication plays a big part in intimacy I know we will see movies and it's kind of like well in the movies they just know I mean, it's scripted. So, yeah, they do know. <laughs> Real life isn't scripted. They know what's coming next. We don't. They know what came before. Like, they know everything, you know, as they're filming the movie. We don't know, have that. We don't have that um, 
what's the word? We don't have that upper hand to know what's going to happen next like they do in movies. So you have to communicate. And it's not always like the romance that you see in movies because that's a movie and it's meant to draw on your heartstrings. But you have to communicate with your spouse and let them know, hey, you know what? I'm not feeling very close to you. You know, when we were dating, you used to do this and that and the other. And now it's just kind of like you put me to the side and I just don't feel close. I just feel like now you just, you know, want to have sex with me and that's it. And after that, then you're you're on to the next thing. Like I miss being close to you. Can you go back to doing those things? What are some of those examples? Um, so, oh, when we were dating, you know, you always checked on me. You called me throughout the day. You made sure I was okay. You sent me flowers to work. You sent me flowers home. You sent candy. You just, you know, did sweet left sweet nothings for me, which are like love notes and sweet text messages. And now it's like, I barely hear from you. It's like, you've forgotten about me or you haven't done anything special to me. I don't even think you know what's going on in my world because you haven't asked. Um, so I always, I've heard a, a saying to continue dating your spouse when you're married like the dating doesn't stop once you're married like you have to continue to date your spouse you have to continue to do what you did to to get them to keep them because once you stop doing that then you know the the other person starts feeling un unwanted feeling unworthy like oh he got what he wanted and now that's it like I, I, that's all he wanted and now I'm, I'm basically good for nothing so intimacy embodies all of that i think like i was saying it's it's going to be different at times for different people we all have different things that we feel um feels that that tank that intimacy tank for us um so it's definitely knowing your spouse and you know always relearning your spouse because you know as we go through different seasons we're going to change and we're going to like different things or we're going to desire different things and uh, so you, you've got to know those things. You got to know what it is that's going to make your spouse feel close to you and what's going to make you feel close to your spouse. I think it always goes back to them love languages, man. I think that's like a good baseline. Like, you know what, like, like you're, you're all about gifts. You love gifts. Um, so I know that any any sort of gift, anything that, that I can do, that I could present you with to make you feel special, something special that I can give you. I know that's going to help you feel closer to me. Um, on the flip side of that, on me, you know, I like for my, for my intimacy, I, I like quality time. Like I like just being around you and sitting on the couch. I'm playing Xbox, getting that Call of Duty in or that 2K in. You're just there. You know, it's good. It's good for me to just look over on the couch and see you there, even if you just. You know, even if you're not necessarily paying attention to what it is that I'm doing, I just like being around you and doing stuff with you. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything big or crazy or significant. Like if you just walk with me to the mailbox, um, I, I like that. Like I just like you being around. Me. I like you riding with me if you're going somewhere. So, uh, yeah, for sure. That's, that's that's something that if you know, you got to know your spouse and you got to feed into what it is that they like. What's going to make them feel close to you? I agree and disagree because you can get me a gift and the gift is great. It's nice and dandy. But if I feel like you on an emotional level, like we aren't there, then the gift is just a gift. Like if you haven't been there for me when I've 
been at a dark moment or something's happened or or even a happy moment and I feel like you've just been like, oh, okay. Then the gift is like, uh, it almost feels like, oh, it's manipulation at this point because, you know, I'm pissed off because you aren't really there, but let me just buy the gift and she'll get over it. Like, no, I need, uh, to me, it's more than just the love language. It's about knowing someone emotionally and mentally and really getting on their level and, and making them know that you are for them and you're there and you care and you listen. And maybe the gift is an add to that because, okay, she's been having this hard time. Let me get her something to show her that she is amazing. Um, and then that adds to it. But if you weren't there, if you weren't there for me on the emotional level to begin with, then the gift is just a gift to me. So, yes, I agree with you that if I'm just give, handing you a gift because and not saying anything, just giving you a gift, hoping that everything gets better just because I gave you a gift without expressing some form of support or being there for you, however it is that I can be in that moment. Right. But since we're talking to a massive audience, some people might be thinking, oh, I can just get her a gift and that's cool. It's supposed to be, be intimacy. No, like the gift isn't all you have to do. Like you have to be there for the person, too. You know, it's the, the love languages are going to be a baseline. Like, you know how you you know what it's going to fill their love tank. So therefore, you know, along with being there, however, you're supposed to be there. Like I stated at the beginning on um, how to uh, how I needed to do better about being um, more involved in term and, and, and having that genuine interest in what it is that Deesa's got going on um, that might, you know, that. And whatever realm that may be, whether that's at work or at home or something that's going on uh, emotionally, however that is, you know, because I know that one of her uh, love languages is gifts, then I know that that's a way that I can uh, that I can show some support. You know, I, I can be there. That that's just the baseline. Like I, I can give you a gift, and I can, uh, you know, combine that with me. Uh, giving you a, a supportive word, a consoling word, you know, something like that to try and, and let you know, or even just admitting fault, you know, my bad, I haven't been there for you how I needed to be. I haven't taken an interest in what it is. I know you were explaining this to me or you were sharing this with me, you know, and I, and I just, I didn't do a good job of letting you know that I was listening. And so therefore like I said, just this, my point, it was just because I know that one of your love languages is gifts. And therefore, I can combine that with a kind word or some kind of support. So what are some general ways that you think uh, intimacy can be built? Um, I think intimacy can be built by spending time with each other. So if we do use love languages as a baseline, if, you know, quality time is a big love language for most people. So going and doing you know, something new together and, you know, there's a cooking class or going salsa dancing or going to a gun range or something, doing something new, because that's going to elicit good endorphins. And then you're going to be on emotional high. And so you'll most likely be more open to sharing, you know, the vulnerable parts of you or sharing um, the things that you've been holding on to that you've just been unsure of how to say to your spouse. So I think doing something fun and new together is a great way to, to start that building of intimacy because it builds trust. Um, and then it just rebuilds that connection of you guys experiencing something new. Um, also, I think just even 
inviting your spouse to do the things that you do on a daily basis. So if you work out a lot, like invite your spouse to work out with you and not in a way of like, oh, so you think I'm fat? But it's like, no, I want you to, I enjoy working out. I want, you know, to enjoy it with you. I want you to see where, where I am in my element um, or whatever that may be, teaching your spouse how to play the video game or, um, you know, whatever that thing is that means a lot to you, like inviting your spouse to join you in that because they'll get to see you on it. They'll get to see you in your element and what and where you're comfortable and and what you're passionate about. And I think seeing each other's passions ignites like a new flame in you. It's like, ooh, I forgot that he had this type of passion. I forgot that she had this type of passion. It it turns me on. Okay, I I like it. She invited me into her world. I feel special now. Um, Also just, you know, setting aside time where the phones are off, electronics are off and no TV on and you're just talking pillow talk, whatever. Um, but where you're just talking and really seeing what's, what's good with each other. I agree. Those are some of the things that I have listed down in my notes, um, when preparing for this, um, just anything really that can make each other feel special. You know, I, I agree with all those things that you said, um, just doing things together is just a great way to be able to spend time together and enjoy doing something, you know, whether it's going out and having dates or uh, just even things that you can do together at home. I mean, I know I enjoy one of the things that, that we've done together that that's always interesting is when we like build like furniture or something together. We buy some furniture at the store or something. And, man, I can't. I You're can't so stand, impatient. I can't stand Ikea. And they're terrible instructions. It's just a bunch of little pictures. And you're like, okay, well, this picture looks exactly like the one right before it. But just doing that together, it's always fun to see. Always fun to see uh, the project come together and see the teamwork and stuff that we've had to use to try and decipher what it is that we're trying to make. Mm -hmm. It's usually my brains and your, your brawn. I don't know. I think, I think it depends. Sometimes, sometimes it's that way, but it definitely takes teamwork and uh, just doing things with you. Just really, I really enjoy being close to you in those moments. Mm-hmm. I think another way to build intimacy is like future casting together. Like I'm sure when you dated, it was all like, man, in the future, we're going to, I can't wait to get married and we're gonna, it's going to be like this and we're going to have this many kids and well, now you're living that dream, right? And so you should still feature cast and talk about dreams and hopes for the future. And I think that builds intimacy because you're trusting your spouse with your desires and your dreams for the future. And then y'all can help build a plan on how to reach it. So that's not just a dream, but that's a goal that's actually attainable. So yeah, like setting goals together and figuring out a plan on how to reach it and doing a vision board. And when you do a vision board together, it's the start of the year, you know, you can do a vision board and you really get to see your spouse's mind and where they're at. And if y'all are on the same page and you can see how connected you are or how disconnected you are in those moments. And um, I think that's a great way to start building intimacy, too. I agree with that. And um, going back to those goals, uh, just being able, like you said at the very beginning, just checking on each other to see where each other's at. And then seeing what goals I can come up with together in terms of even just that, like, you know, okay, we got this going on. 
let's try and um you know add add something add something for ourselves in there um what i mean about what i mean about that is uh like you know you would go on trips for work and stuff like that and or even still you propose well i'm going on this work trip it'd be cool if you came with me and you know on the downtime we can do this which that's another example of mine or something that i like that uh we have that or we do is be able to still make time for us in those moments some time for us to spend together even though you're there like on a business trip or something yeah but you turn me down i don't turn you down you're like oh no i'll just stay here because you're gonna be gone all day and i'll just be in the hotel room with the kids no if i gotta bring the kids it's a whole different story that has a whole different element to it all right because otherwise i really am just gonna be lost in a city with that i don't know with two kids and i'm not trying to live that life (laughs) on that particular trip like if i'm going by myself with you then that's a whole different story then i can keep myself entertained or you know i can plan something for us to do at that time but that is something that i do uh like that you propose okay well i'll keep that in mind moving forward on future business trips um but yeah so intimacy it's not just sex sex is a part of intimacy i found this i guess definition on the internet Intimacy is about being comfortable and open with your partner. So you're not being afraid. So you're not being afraid to be vulnerable. When it comes to your marriage, the term intimacy is more about being close to your partner. Some people love each other deeply, but they still have trouble connecting on an intimate level. So if you are not feeling intimate with your spouse, like it doesn't mean that y'all aren't meant to be together or that you don't love them. It's just that y'all are having a trouble connecting and sometimes that means you might need counseling. Maybe you need to find a marriage conference or an enrichment tool, a book. Um, but it's not like the marriage isn't over at that point. Intimacy can definitely be built just like it can be broken. It can be fixed, too. Um, it's definitely something that you got to work towards. And, um, you know, marriages, marriages go through seasons. So if you're in a season where, you know, you don't feel as close, it's not to say that y'all can't work right back to get into that point. So there's a lot of things that we go through sometimes in marriage that will, you know, like Disa was hitting on at the beginning where, you know, somebody might lose a job or maybe y'all are going through some sort of, you know, maybe, maybe y'all moved out of y'all sold y'all's house, moved in with your in-laws and now you're adding all this other, all these other different things into your life, you know, during, the, during the, one of those seasons. So it, it's definitely, something that you got to work for and something that you got to recognize. Or maybe you experience betrayal in your marriage and you're thinking, I'll never get back to that point. Um, How can I be intimate with this person when they lied to me or they, you know, wronged me in a certain way? Um, One, go back and listen to the episode about forgiveness. And two, um, it can be fixed. I trust me. I was in that boat of like, we'll never be the same again. Like I'll never be close to you. I hate you. Um, but today I feel like we're close and I can express my feelings to him and I trust him with my feelings and he seems to listen and understand when I am in those moments. He tries to be there for me most of the time. We don't get it right all the time, but, 
definitely not perfect. <laughs> We're definitely a work in progress. And I think that's why uh, even doing this uh, podcast helps me for sure. Yeah, it's like our own therapy, y'all. Like real talk. Even when we we've tried to record this particular episode like three times, three times, y'all, and we've gotten attacked by the enemy. As you know, we're Christians, so we believe in spiritual warfare, and I believe we've gotten attacked on this subject each time we tried to record. Something came up, like something festered up in me or in him. Like it just, we just weren't intimate. We weren't on the same page. I'm like, we're not going to record this. Just record. Like we got to be on the same page. We're talking about intimacy. And so even then I shared my feelings and I felt like he wasn't there for me in the way I felt like he should be. But we ended up discussing it without arguing, without fussing and fighting. We discussed it and we're back on track. And I think so. We literally like what we talk about, we, we, some, like we deal with it. We dealt, either we've dealt with it or we're dealing with it like in the moment, like like this, our intimacy was tested. And it's real. <laughs> it was real. But yeah, intimacy was definitely something that's important and definitely something that uh something that's 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 worth uh fighting for and earning and, and, and working towards rebuilding if that's something that you're struggling with, your marriage is struggling with. And of course, you know, talking about a lot of the non-sexual intimacy, but those are just building blocks in order to make it to the sexual intimacy. It'll make the sexual part so much better when you are connected on an emotional and spiritual and mental level. It makes it so much better versus just having sex because you can just have sex. But when you have sex and you're connected to the person, it's like a whole nother level of sex. It like it it brings out the best in you. Y'all doing wild stuff that you never thought you would do. You know, she doing stuff. And I'm just saying, like, it, it brings, it because it frees you. You feel totally okay with being completely naked because they know all of you. You're, like you're at ease. You're at ease in those moments and you can have fun and just enjoy everything leading up and everything after. And it's always amazing, always good. Mm-hmm. I agree, mister. <laughs> I agree, babe. Um, so yeah, intimacy is important. If you're struggling with it, it's it's okay. You're norm. It's normal. Your marriage isn't in a crisis. It well, it may be in a crisis, and if so, then you need to do the steps to fix it, which is go to counseling, seek out you know wise counsel, and go to marriage seminars and conferences, and like invest in your marriage. I have always said. You know, people will invest in their education, people invest in their business, but they won't invest in their marriage and they but they expect it to work. It doesn't work that way. Like you have to invest in what matters, invest in what you want to build, invest in what you want to grow. Um, and I think marriage is it's like the it, it gains interest over time. Like your your investment is never going to go bottom up on you. Like it's never going to be a housing crisis in your marriage if you're investing in it. Like it's not going to belly up. So, and, and you got to think of it that way. It might be uncomfortable at first. You might not want to open up. You might have, you might have tried to open up in the past and it didn't go how you thought. Keep trying, communicate. I think people say communication is key in relationships and marriage because you literally, like every aspect of it is communication. When it's intimacy, it's still communication. You have to communicate. You know what, babe? I'm not feeling close to you. And the last time I came to you, 
about this. Maybe my delivery was wrong, but it just wasn't received in the way I thought it would. And it just made me build up a wall. I don't want to have walls in our marriage anymore. Like I want to let them down. I want you to know me wholeheartedly. Can we, you know, go out to, can we go out to dinner and, and talk? And then you're in a neutral spot. You're not at home where things can get heated. You're in a neutral spot. Y'all are in a good place. Maybe have a glass of wine, a margarita, um, and, and you're able to talk. And, and in that, and then you're, you're, you communicate it with your spouse that this is important to me. And I tried before, but I'm not giving up and I want to keep trying at this. So it's, it's, it's definitely worth investing in, like, like you just said. And I mean, it's, it's just important. It's important to feel a connection with who you're married to. <laughs> like you, you want, is. you want in your marriage, you want to be able to, to talk freely and open up and know that you're in a safe place at those moments and know that when everything around you is uh, hectic, you know, school, work, whatever circumstances you may be facing, you know, that when you come home to your spouse, that you, they're going to have your back and they're going to be there for you. Uh, so it's definitely worth uh, putting in the work and uh, opening up and being able to communicate in a positive uh, in a positive way in order to receive a positive result that you're seeking. Yes. And that disconnection is like a big void in most marriages. Like if you're, if you're feeling disconnected from your house, that's a, from your spouse, that's a void. And then if we go back to like our hot topic and then you find someone, you're telling someone your business and now they're filling that void because they seem to understand you. And that's where, you know, a lot of extramarital activities that shouldn't be happening happen. And when decisions are made that ruin people's lives. So communicate with each other. Don't hold it in. Don't think that, you know, you shouldn't let them know or that they should just know that you're feeling a certain way. Communicate because nine times out of 10, they don't know. Or even if they know, they may not know it's affecting you on the level that it is affecting you in terms of the disconnectedness. So communicate when you're feeling disconnected from your spouse, plug in. That's when you're supposed to get closer. That's when you're supposed to go deeper. (laughs) Sorry. My mind went to the gutter. <laughs> That's when you're supposed to go dive deeper and and get closer, like make the extra efforts, because you do, if you do the opposite, then that connection is just going to keep dwindling away. Well, keep growing. The distance is going to keep growing. So what are we talked about? Like, what are some ways to build intimacy? What are some ways to or? What are what are ways that you can recognize or what are signs where you can recognize where your intimacy is, where it's supposed to be, where it's growing? Um, where you know you're on the right track. Yeah, like with that. Yeah. Um, I think just being like, oh, you know, like for me, I sometimes just have like this aha moment, like, oh, wow, like I feel really close to him. Like, I don't know. Like, I, it's just like this feeling where you're like, wow. Like we're we're in a great place. Like I feel close to him. He understands me. I can talk to him. Um, I think when you you know you're in a good place when you feel comfortable going to your spouse like first before anyone. You feel com- you want to ask them for their advice on something. You want to tell them what's going on in your life, and you trust that they're going to be there for you. Like you're, there's no hesitation. And you're just like wow, like wow. He he gets me. She gets me. And there's no second guessing. Like well, should I tell him? Should I not? How's he going to respond? How's she going to respond? She going to catch an attitude or is she going to be there? Um, 
And then where you're just wanting to be around them more. I feel like when you're disconnected, you kind of your natural tendency will be to not want to be around the person. But when you are feeling connected, you don't want to leave. Like it's like when you're dating or and you're young and you're like on the phone, it's like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up first. So you don't want to get you don't want to leave the person because you're just that connected. I feel like that's another sign. Like once you start feeling those feelings again, like, man, I don't even want to go to work. And I just want to be up here with you all day. Then it's like, OK, our intimacy is growing. OK, OK. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, do you have a scripture for today? I do. I do have a scripture. It's short and sweet. So it's uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 14. And it says, and do everything with love. And, uh, you know, this is short and sweet. And just thinking about it, how it applies to intimacy is just that. You know, just serve one another. Everything that you do, do it with love. Um, and when you think about what that might look like, you know, be there. Be there for your spouse, however they need you to be there. You're going to do it in a loving way. You know, whatever, however, whatever it is that they need, whatever distance or, or, or closeness that you may be lacking, you know, do everything with love. Show them that you're there for them. Show them that you care about what they're talking about, or what they have going on. Be a part of that and be supportive. Just do it all with love. Yes. And so this week, I want to leave y'all with a challenge to dream together. Dream again. Dream about your marriage and where you want to see it in the next year, in the next five years, in the next 10 years. Um. And, and talk and discuss what does that look like, but not just like, oh, I want us to take trips and I want to do this, but on an emotional level, like, what does that look like in, in a year? Like, I want us to be to be so connected and, you know, where we can tell each other anything and where, you know, we truly are best friends at this point. And like, you know, whatever that looks like in your marriage, I want us to, you know, work out together. I want us to spend three days out the week where we're, you know, doing an activity, one activity of mine, one activity of yours, and then one activity that we choose together or something like that. Um, you know, those are just examples. So I want you guys to just dream together, dream big, dream small, dream in detail and, you know, write it down, write down your one year plan, your five year plan that's together. I'm sure you probably have one for yourself. Like, oh, I want to, you know, be promoted and I want I need this degree. And you know exactly what your plan looks like on a personal level. You should have one for your marriage, too. So that's my um, task for you all this week. So do everything in love. Everything you do, do it with love. Serve one another, cater to each other. Love one another, listen to each other, talk to each other. On that note, y'all have a great day or evening. Whatever time you're listening, I hope this resonated with you. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave a review. Until next time. <laughs>